Hello and welcome to another episode of the Transform Your Life podcast. I'm Angela Houck and I am so excited to have you joining me today. So today I'm talking to a power couple that I absolutely love. These two are former athletes that have turned themselves into coaches. They are full-time transformation specialists, world travelers, newlyweds, newly puppy parents. They are pizza connoisseurs, and they're just all about living life to the fullest. And I'm super excited for all of you to meet the two of them today. Here we go. Hey, Dominique and Eric, how are you guys doing? So good. Doing awesome. How are you? I'm doing great. It's so fantastic to have you guys on the podcast today. So why don't you tell our audience who you are and how you got into fitness? So we were both like athletes growing up. Um, I was more like swimmer, basketball player. Dominique was more soccer, tennis, dance, pretty much anything to move your body. Um, So it was kind of always just part of our lives. And then I think we both We met in college, and we both had kind of similar experiences of doing sports our whole lives and then go to college, and it's a lot less sports and a lot maybe more drinking and unhealthy habits. Uh, So then when we came together and started dating, it just was kind of like serendipity. Like We just decided to start this journey together. This was back in 2014. Mm -hmm. Uh, started, Started small with just like home workouts, DVD workouts, and then built our way up. And then one day we were on Maui still. We were driving home. We spent like a weekend, like camping out and everything. I remember vividly, Dom was like, I think I want to do a bikini competition. And that's what led us to meeting you. And uh, and we just wanted to say too, also, like, I don't think we've had a chance to express how grateful we are for you, uh, for everything you've done for Dom and just introducing us to this whole side of the world because it was all very new to us, more like the the competitive side of fitness. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much our our story, our fitness story come together. (laughs) And then you had your first competition back in April this year. Mm -hmm. So so up until then, kind of what Eric was talking about, we were athletes growing up and like during college I stopped playing soccer competitively and at that point, I like for or didn't know really know how to like work out or and unhealthy habits came along and I ended up like thirty pounds overweight. So at that point, it was kind of like relearning how to do all that, like learning how to eat correctly, um, portion size, just getting back in the gym was all new to me. And so we did start our journey about three years ago, and then. Always had the dream of being one of those bikini girls on stage and made it happen. Made it happen. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Now, I do have a question for the two of you. How did that first conversation go when you both were talking about your dreams and talking about wanting to go down this journey of working in the online space? Whose idea was it? And how did that conversation go for both of you? That's actually a funny story. Um, it was literally the first time we our, our first date. Our first date. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, it was. Oh, it was right after college. I just got like my first real job in like 
my career pathway because I just graduated college and I was super excited and I was telling Eric about it <laughs> and he's like is that really what you want to do because I was like I have this job it's from nine to five super excited and he's like is that really what you want to do and I was like what, what else is there to do mm-hmm. yeah because that's when I was first kind of being introduced to entrepreneurship and like just the idea no matter what it is, I just love the idea of working for ourselves. And uh, and actually, Dom, Dom thought our first date was like, like he thought it was like a, a business kind yeah. of like meeting. So <laughs> all about it. You're like, let's get together for Chipotle, you know. And so it was super casual. And I think like it was from that very first date, we started like making plans. I was 23. I didn't know what the hell entrepreneurship or online coaching or any of that mm-hmm. stuff was. I just knew I loved, well, we both kind of had that passion for like transformation mm-hmm. and helping people helping in some people. way. We just didn't know how to at that time. So we're in love with an idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it's been three years of, of just basically figuring it out, learning as we go. Learned a ton from you, and and that's actually as far as like online coaching goes, because that's kind of our full time thing now. But before we were heading down a different path, more of like network marketing side of it, which we learned a lot from. But just seeing the way that you and like coach Dominique, it was like, oh, like this is what we think. Like this is what a coach does, you know, mm-hmm. like with the workouts. And so we really based like our structure, like coaching structure kind of on how you coached Dominique, which has been really cool to see that play out. Amazing. I absolutely love that, guys. And I think that's the power of changing the world right there is seeing what somebody else is doing, knowing that you have the ability to replicate it and and present it in your unique way. And then that's how we create a healthier world, right? Is we all kind of pursue that in our own way and we can really replicate a model that has proven to be very effective. And I find that very flattering that you guys have decided to follow in similar footsteps and really set yourself up for success by being so committed to your clients' goals, by celebrating their success every step of the way. And I just see that on your social media all of the time. You're always presenting how much your clients are kicking butt. And I think that is one of those things that I don't see a lot in the online space. I think a lot of the time in the online space with fitness, People will hand over money and unfortunately the person that they're handing the money over to isn't somebody who is 100% invested in them and unfortunately it doesn't turn out to be the best relationship. Whereas with the two of you, you guys are so invested in your audience, you're so invested in your community and you really have built an incredible presence on social media. So for maybe some people in the audience who want to really stand out in the online space? Do you have any tips that you could give them to make themselves stand out from all of the noise online? I think the biggest thing is like you have to add disproportionate amount of value to people Mm -hmm. without expecting anything in return. And that's kind of been like the approach we took from day one. Like I, like we have about 50 challengers each month um, that we work with two on one, I guess. But like, our mindset is like we're going to give like everything we got. We got to give, give, give and not expect anything in return because we're, we don't 
I think like if you're in that position where you're just starting out or you're trying to stand out, it should be much less about you and like 150% about like your audience and what they need. Absolutely. So figuring that out. Yeah. But like, like you were saying, like uh, there's a lot of people out there who, you know, are coaches or, or leaders, but it's not really about their clients. It's not about the people they're helping. Uh, and I, I honestly think it's really easy in that sense to stand out because well, everyone else is like, what's in it for me? If you're one of those people who's authentic and genuine and who truly cares about people, it's going to be clear, you know, that by and having a you know a social media strategy that represents that by just giving a crap ton of value to your audience. And I think uh, um, to go along with that, like I know, like social media, it's it's really big. And once you start having having like a following, I know a lot of people like get in their head, like oh, I have all these followers now, so now they think that they're like going to be better than than people, so they like. Stop like responding to people, and I think that's where a lot of it gets away. Mm -hmm. But so, just like we always keep in mind, like we literally respond to like, or we try to at least Mm -hmm. responding to every comment, still being personable, um, even though we are getting more clients, just keeping that like one on one aspect with everyone. One more thing, I think, like, especially like if you want to stand out, if you're in that position. Be very authentic. I heard one time, like I follow Gary Vaynerchuk a lot, and he's like, if I was a fitness coach, if I was a fitness trainer, I like every time I would have a big pimple on my face, which I actually have one right now. <laughs> like I would show that. Like I show, like I would show the, you know, the ugly side of it because especially like if you go on Instagram and search fitness, it's all these shredded people and and, and their lives look so cool, and that's just, I mean, that's perception. That's the perception that they're trying to get across. But I think just being authentic, being yourself, like we talk a lot about how much we love pizza and how much like... Being relatable. Yeah, just being <laughs> relatable. I think that, that that in itself will make you stand out because you'll connect with people. Mm-hmm. Showing both sides of the picture rather mm-hmm. than the picture-perfect side. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree 100% with everything that you guys just said there and I think the other big part of it that I would even suggest is that when it comes to the things that you share and things that you are going through I think that every ounce of struggle that you share on social media is going to be your way to connect with your audience. So the things that you feel like, oh my goodness, I could never tell somebody I'm struggling with this. Oh my goodness, I just ate like a whole pizza and I feel really embarrassed or shameful or whatever you're feeling associated with that. I think that's where the power of connection comes in is really in sharing the struggle because we are all struggling, right? Even in, we all work, like of the three of us, we all work in the fitness space and we are struggling in one way or another and I think there, there can be some really strong power to sharing that part of the journey as well. Now, for the two of you, what would you say are the biggest challenges of being in business with your partner? So when we first... She's like, I have 28 on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> now, when we first started, we were just kind of always on our phone. Mm-hmm. And I think it was like trying to make a point between like spending because we would spend all day together but not quality time together so I think like trying to find that balance yeah it was, it find was that a balance. very thin line of like work and spending and you know hanging out and we're both 
kind of ambitious and have these big goals. And if we didn't, like I would, if I was by myself, I would just work 16 hours a day and it wouldn't be healthy. So luckily, like Dominique's here to bring that balance to our marriage. And so we set those clear boundaries with, you know, we have like a weekly date night. We have like set up those times where we are working together and then and then going out and having fun. So I think just the communication, you know, side of it. This is when we're working. Now it's time to it's time for Netflix and play with our puppy or something like that. Um, so setting those boundaries and then and then just like she was saying, like getting outside, like getting out of the house, especially if you're an online coach, it's easy to stay cooped up in all day. So I think just making the kind of that conscious effort to get out of the house and mm-hmm being patient with each other. And then I think also just being on the same page with like goals and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So it's more of our goals instead of each personal goal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or somehow have the other person be involved with our own personal goal. Mm -hmm. Now, what would you say are the big goals that you both are working towards right now, both in your business and personally? So business, it's it's all kind of a together goal. And I think it's very simple right now, just making these 30-day challenges we have even better every time, um, making it more personal. And just get, like, we, we hope 50 people a month kind of cut it off at that. And I think our main focus is just giving more and more. I was, right before this interview, I was uh, making new workouts for them. And so I think it's just that commitment to giving them a better experience every month. Personally... I am starting to prep for another competition that I will be competing possibly in October of next year. So that's one of my personal goals. And I think it's so important to have these personal goals. Otherwise, we just get tied into doing everything together. I think we do, like, I mean, we've only been married a year and a half, so we're still learning. But just having your own space to work in mm-hmm. um, is kind of the main thing. Personal goals for me right now, um, I do want to write another book sometime within the next two years. And and really, like as Dominique, like we literally are just getting back into going hard with the fitness journey. So I'm bulking up right now along with her. Uh, so that part of it is fun. And then just doing, making the conscious effort to do more yoga is kind of where I'm at. But mm-hmm. Excellent. Now, if there's somebody in the audience who is really struggling with getting their partner on board to support their goals, do you have any strategies that you can suggest that might help them with that? Like what worked really well for us is going back to like making the goals together. So it's not just your goal you're going after. Mm-hmm. Um, I know like especially when way before when we first started coaching, it was really like my dreams and goals with it. And then and we didn't like once we talked about it and set those together, literally taking the time, separate, disconnect from everything and write down those goals together. That's Mm -hmm. what kind of got us on the same page. And what would you add to that? And then I also think like, even though you have your personal goal, having your partner be a part of it somehow, like it doesn't have to be mainly it, but like somehow being part of it. So like, for example, when I was prepping for my show this past summer, Eric was like... I did like, pictures every week, yeah. like help meal prep, mm-hmm. laundry, clean uh, the house. Clean the house. So, like, fun, and I actually enjoy those things, which I'm weird like that. But like, 
so I think like if, if you're that person, you know, if you're you and your partner are having a tough time getting on the same page with it, figure out like what areas that they would like that would help you part of it. So that's actually what I was thinking too. Like with your journey, it always felt like our, you know, journey to the stage um, because she kept me so much part of it with those weekly check-ins. Like every time that she would have a call with you, Ange, like we'd always talk about it and strategize from there. So, and, and I also think like, especially if you don't have a supportive husband or wife or um, partner, I think letting them know why it's important to mm-hmm. you. Yeah. That's something Dominique did a really good job at the beginning, letting me know like this is important to me because, you know, X, Y, and Z. It wasn't like because I want more Instagram followers or, you know, something like that. It was like this is a dream I've had for, you know, a while. So communicating why you want to do it, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And then if you can – and then figure out, like, what dreams or goals that your partner is going after, find a way to support them in that mm-hmm. also. Yeah. Like when I had my book the beginning of this year, just – even though Dominique wasn't in that process at all and it's completely different than – you know, like fitness journey, she was there a hundred percent, like asking me ideas about the book, what she could do to help with the book, stuff like that. So figuring out what the other person wants and communicating your reasons you're doing it. Amazing. That's great guys. Now I know you two used to live in Hawaii, but you've moved to San Diego and now you have a puppy. So what inspired these big decisions in your life? So I grew up in Maui, born and raised, and then right out of high school, moved to Oregon. So I've always wanted to kind of explore the mainland. And then I know Eric was the same way as he grew up in Oregon and always wanted to kind of venture off and see what else was out there. And so when we met in Oregon, Eric's like, what are we doing? <laughs> Let's so her, her lease was coming to an end and it was like, okay, what's the next step? And I was like, this is a no-brainer. Like, we could stay in Portland or we could move to Maui. At that time, we were still just dating. And I knew, like, I was going to engage to her and everything. So, for me, it was a really easy way to, like, trick her. We actually had bought a one-way ticket to Maui just to go visit. I kind of, like, tricked her. I was like, they're on sale. We might as well get them while we're cheap. And then, as her lease was ending, we're like, well, why don't we just stay? So that's what brought us out there three years ago. Mm-hmm. And at that time, we were only planning on staying for like a year. Mm-hmm. But we got engaged and married, and then we kind of just got comfortable. And I, I think, think after year three, we're like, okay. We had we, that itch. Mm-hmm. I think we both kind of have that itch to adventure and get out. And honestly, it was like, well, we want to be somewhere in California. And we I'd only lived in California for three months before. We had knew nothing about it. I always loved the idea of San Diego. Dominique had been here like once. And then it came down to when I was back on Maui, I was Uber driving part-time. So I would ask like, because there's a lot of tourists from SoCal area, and just asking them and getting kind of that insight. It just, San Diego sounded more like us and our vibe. And I think we just wanted that, that next adventure. Mm-hmm. Downtown life, more connections more food options and restaurants, bigger gyms. So it's just, athletic. Yeah. Just Bye. the next adventure, mm-hmm. I think. And the puppy? Puppy, Dominique had never, <laughs> has never had a, her own dog before. So mm. we couldn't have one back on Maui, just circumstances with living. And so it was like top priority. 
I think she, Dominique was looking at puppies before, like apartments. Um, <laughs> and so as soon as we could. It's taken 27 years. 27 years. And finally, finally got one. Yep. Looked her a lot. Finally found our little, our little girl. <laughs> Amazing. What's your dog's name? Nala. Very nice. Excellent. Now, what projects are you guys currently working on? Our main one right now is these 30-day challenges we're doing. Longer-term goals, like very new. I kind of want to start like a meditation apparel line. And so that's a few years out, but just laying the groundwork for that. And it most like mostly just our, our 30-day coaching. I want to write another book within the next couple of years. Podcast is new. Uh, still playing around with that. So we've been doing weekly podcasts there, trying to add daily or every other day on there. Uh, and, and just talking about not just fitness and nutrition, but marriage and uh, personal growth, development, just, you know, make you a healthier, happier person. Mm-hmm. YouTube, trying to get a Facebook watch show going. Nice. Uh, feature on Facebook. And, like, we have, like, eight Instagram accounts, so trying to keep up with all of those. (laughs) Can you explain to our audience why you have multiple Instagram accounts and what their purpose is? Yeah, so I had a mentor when I was, like, first introduced to entrepreneurship who he basically built his business around Instagram. And he kind of got the point across to me of, like, only so many – if you're building a personal brand, let's say, like, a lot of people listening are probably coaches or – thinking about coaching, only so many people are going to be interested in Dominique Laborte or Eric Myers or Ange, you know, but if you are able to create another page, that's the people that you want to attract, you'll attract those people. And it's, it kind of builds that connection to lead into you. So we have, for example, like we have like a fat loss simplified page. We have um, like a quotes page. So there's, a specific reason for each one like obviously the fat loss is you know new clients stuff like that um the quotes we have like maui fit couple we have well our dog has a page which is just for fun uh, we have what else is that uh, fit foodie life fit which foodie is life. like my passion for food so we're hitting like kind of the nutrition side mm-hmm. we're hitting the mindset side relationship, um, relationship side just to, to draw in more people honestly and that like a few companies have done that in that sense. They build an audience around like, let's say gym memes, you know, and then it's really easy for them to build their gym apparel line through that. So that's kind of the idea there. And I thought, well, if you do that with another page, why don't we do like eight other pages? <laughs> because <laughs> mm-hmm. I always have the ideas and then I stay up late and make a new page and like, Dominique, I made new Instagram <laughs> <laughs> So that's been an accumulation of that for the last three years, and now that's why we're at eight now. So it's, it all comes back to just adding more value to your audience and finding more ways to help people. Mm-hmm. Now, what would you two say are your biggest fears? And I'll get you to answer it individually. If you would have asked me, like, the first 20 years of my life, it would have been talking to people, just, like, social anxiety. That That was my biggest fear. Within the last five years – once I kind of got over that, it's just been my, my only real fear is like the health of the people that mean the most to me, my family, Dominique. That's the only thing I really am afraid of, of like losing someone uh, very close to me. What yeah. strategies did you use to 
get over the social anxiety that you used to experience? I kind of had this big shift one day where I just, I had a lot of energy and I started talking to people, which isn't like a reliable strategy. But I think since then, like what's helped me, and this sounds really weird, but like the realization and the truth that we're going to die someday is very liberating for me um, in that sense of I don't really have much to lose. And then, and then just like everything else, it's just like once you start practicing it, even if it's starting very, very small with like smiling at your neighbors and stuff like that, then you work your way up just like, just like how we, you know, tell our clients, like you start with walking three times a week and you know, anything like that. So starting really small, not putting that pressure on yourself and changing the way you think about yourself. So like for me, I like the mantra in my head was like, I'm just a shy person. I'm awkward. I'm weird around people. And so, of course, like our thoughts become our life. So that's what how I acted and that's how I behaved. So making that shift and just realizing like, at least I, I always felt like I was a really weird person <laughs> and isolated. And then once you realize like not everyone has all their shit figured out, like that was also liberating for me. Like we're all kind of figuring this out as we go. Uh, I wrote a book about it. You can get the book for free. It's at overcomingshyness.co. It's been a, a work in progress. I'm naturally introverted, so luckily I have Dominique, who is an extrovert, and <laughs> but kind of you know forcing yourself out out of your shell and and realizing you're gonna die helped it helped me out. <laughs> Excellent, that's great, and I'll be sure to put that in the show notes for you guys so that you can get Eric's book if it's something that's of interest to you. Dominique, have you yeah. given more thought to it? I know a past fear of mine was not like finding my self-worth. I didn't think like I was enough at one point. What about like people's opinion of you? Is that, is that ever That's been? Kind or is that kind of tying yeah. into it? But I think just going through my own, my own journey has helped a ton. Um, and it's definitely like a work in progress every day. But just finding that like self-love. So sorry, I'm gonna interrupt you. Like from my perspective, watching Dominique go through that what was it nine months or twelve months mm-hmm. journey to the stage, like that in itself is like the most disciplined she's ever been, and it 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 made her realize what she could be. If that mm-hmm. makes sense, like mm-hmm. it brought this you know these sides out of her that even I had never seen before. Discipline, you know, like, or I like never thought it was possible. Right, exactly. So. I think that as far as like self-esteem, because that's kind of how you, the approach you take with like coaching now is like, like we're, we're not just trying to change your body fat and the way you look. It's really more of like the internal transformation. We're trying to make, trying to change the way you feel mm-hmm. and the way you think. And then, you know, the habits will come after that. So like you were saying, like the self-esteem side. So I guess my fear now would be to go back to that person that I was before. So I think that's why I'm very, like, I'm always shooting for the next goal. Yeah. Because um, I, I just want to keep bettering myself. So you fear complacency. Yeah. Like, staying in one place. Yeah. There you go. Makes sense. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, those feelings of low self-esteem or feeling as though you're you're not worthy of the attention or affection from those around you. What are your earliest memories of those feelings, Dominique? 
Do you feel like you felt like that when you were younger? Or do you feel like this was something that was brought on later on in life? I think at a younger age, but for other reasons, but I think it like really hit me like in college when I was like feeling at my lowest low, like just everything was just, when I was just very you. unhappy in general. And I think it was, yeah, when I was like overweight, that's when they like finally realized like something has to change. It was like enough is enough type of thing. I think that's when I came to terms with it. Mm-hmm. That yeah. something was actually wrong. <laughs> Yeah, like almost as though you were suppressing it for a long period of time and the emotions were there, but there wasn't that like self-actualization where you were saying, okay, this this is too much and this, is, this isn't the way I want to feel for the rest of my life kind of thing. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Now where you two are at right now, who do you look up to in terms of inspiration? The first person that comes to mind is my mom. She's a very, very hardworking woman and... She just inspires me daily. I want to be the woman that she's raised me to be. And she is 65 now and works like... Like seven days a week. Like <laughs> yeah. She is a yeah, very she's... hard worker, strong, independent woman. And mm-hmm. she's a huge inspiration to me. I would say mine is... I, th- I think I, I probably think about this every day of the kids that we're going to have someday. Like I think... What I do today is going to make me the, the kind of father I'm going to be someday. So I'm like, I got to get my ass up at five. You know, like I got to be disciplined because I can't expect them to be. Uh, and then from like an external place, Gary Vaynerchuk is my main guy, my main <laughs> source of inspiration. Just uh, not just with like the business stuff, but just being a good human being. Mm-hmm. And that's where I've learned a lot of principles. And we won't go too far into it. Like my dad passed away when I was 19. So it's kind of been that like male figure that I really look up to kind of to make me a good person. <laughs> so probably those two, our kids and Gary V. Our future kids. Our future kids. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very, that's amazing, guys. And Gary V. is one of my favorites too. And the interesting part about both you being inspired and learning so much from him and me as well is it really makes sense that the way that I've structured my business resonates so much with you, Eric, just based on that being the principle and a lot of the structure of my business is built around a lot of the things that he talks about and and the ways in which you should set up your online business. So it's interesting that both of us have used him as a source of inspiration. So... Excellent. Now, how about books? Are there any books that you would suggest for our audience that might help them out either in the space of relationships, in the space of communication, in the space of entrepreneurship, just things that you guys have found helpful on your own personal journeys? I think for relationships, the number one book that we always go to is The Five Love Languages. Mm -hmm. Um, That's helped us a ton, (laughs) like right from the beginning. Even well, if you're single, too. Mm-hmm, like, it's just mm-hmm. important to understand that yeah. about yourself. And to learn that about others, I love that. Uh, mm-hmm. I love that book as well. And the interesting part, I'll get you guys to expand a little more about what it's all about because maybe there's some people that haven't heard about it. But the interesting part about it 
is recognizing that in your partner and the way that they're trying to show you love may not be the way that you want to receive love. So you might feel as though, oh, they don't love me or they're not showing affection towards me, but really they're just communicating in a different language that you're not interpreting properly. So I'll get you guys to kind of expand on what it's all about and then uh, tell me any other ones that you'd recommend. So... The main kind of thesis that he talks about in the book is we all have like a love tank. And just like you were saying, like we all have that tank filled in different styles or he says like the five love languages. And then so just like like how you feel, how you interpret love is different. So like what kept running through my mind as you're saying that like when we were first learning about that, my love language is words of affirmation. So tell me I'm doing a good job. Tell me you know, I'm great. And that fills me up. So how I would communicate my language of words to Dominique. When we first started. Yeah. When we first started by Mm -hmm. leaving like little notes, you know, writing stuff, just anything, you know, verbal or written. And she was kind of like, eh, (laughs) it's like, okay. It wasn't like that, but I I didn't feel like it was getting through (laughs) to you because hers is... Because mine is quality time. Quality time. And then when I would, like, spend time with him... Right. He, like, so it was... We talked about this before. Like, we wouldn't have, like... Meaningful time together. Because we're always working together. And Eric's like, well, I don't get it because we're with each other all the time. And I was like, no, but I want to, like, spend time with you. Yeah. Like, quality time. So after we read that book and the test then we're like okay <laughs> yeah you're just more aware of the other person so that so there's words of affirmation there's quality time there's physical touch um acts of service and what's gifts gifts receiving receiving gifts um so yeah those have all that's helped us a ton and even like through friendships and like mm-hmm. through our clients like understanding what or i like guessing, you know, trying to figure out how they feel that love has been huge. Mm -hmm. Definitely recommend that book. Mm -hmm. What else? There's been a few that have helped you out a ton, book-wise. You Are Badass. You Are Badass is one of my absolute favorite books. It goes along with, like, self-esteem and self-worth and self-love. So I highly recommend that to, I I would say, everyone. Everyone. My all-time favorite book is The Alchemist. I'm just kind of talking about like the journey, how the journey is everything, basically. And it, the author does such a good job of laying it out in story. And like we, we learn best through stories. So I think that's why it had such an imprint on me, business-wise. Ooh, I know. What? I would say the compound effect. For like business For or business just like wise. mindset, yeah. Or- or anything. Or so anything. The, the compound effect and the slight edge are kind of have the same thesis, same main idea, and that's the small actions that we take every day either basically like either make us or break us. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. all very clear. I think most clear in like the fitness world. If you you know follow your plan, you know if you drink a lot of water, if you you know do everything you're supposed to, you're gonna see the results. If not. Which can be hard with like business and money because it's not always so physical, uh, mm-hmm. but just that inner awareness. Uh, it's just those small daily actions that you take that build up over time. Yeah, that that left a big imprint on us. I think those are all fantastic, guys, and I'll be sure to put all of those in the show notes for those that might be interested as well. 
Now, where are the two of you going to be five years from now? I'm going to be a father. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> we, we do want four kids. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I think we'll start having kids in like I think we'll start two having. or three years. So maybe have like two or one. We'll see. That's a, that's a conversation <laughs> for another time. <laughs> but uh, I think the biggest thing, having kids mm-hmm. uh, and really – like Finding these, a place, like a home. A home. You want a home? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, find that home somewhere. I think it'll probably be somewhere here in San Diego area. And then we're kind of, especially these next five years, just like all in with our coaching business. Mm-hmm. So at that point, we're just helping more people every month, scaling it out, just mm-hmm. reaching as many people as we can. It's a arbitrary, <laughs> not the best but like that's kind of our mindset these next five years is just like all in with our business mm-hmm. um, when we have kids we can really be present with them and not be working 12 to 14 hours mm-hmm. a day kind of thing so that's like our main motivation right now is to be at the point where we can take care of our little ones mm-hmm. and, and I was just going to say as a sidebar, just because I kind of went through that personally, the fantastic part is that if you guys have the framework and the systems in place, you'll be masters by that point that although it will be a little bit of rinse and recycle of what you've been doing over the past couple of years, if it's working and and you can replicate it and you're able to have lots of people go through the program and have great success with it, you guys are going to be masters at being able to execute month after month and it won't take as much time and energy as what it's taking right now. So I think if you guys are going to kind of fine tune it, now's the time to do that and get everything that, okay, this is the system, this is the way that we do things. And then when that's in place, once you have children, you really have the ability to have things work nicely with your flow and schedule for the day, which I think you guys are going to rock at. So thank you. How long, remind me, how long have you been coaching, doing online coaching? Just online coaching would be three years. Three years. And you have one little one, right? Yeah, I have one little crazy two-year-old. <laughs> Do you feel like you're like you you're kind of you have that that system that is it is it fine-tuned at this point? Yeah, yeah, and I have him in daycare two days a week, and I just make those days really aggressive. And then, yeah. the, like in terms of the amount that I'm working, and then that allows that the other days I just can work before he gets up, or I can work when he's napping, or when he goes to bed at night. So there's like still pockets of time. It's just when he's awake and needs the attention and the education and inspiration from mommy, I'm able to be there and be all in with him, and then. I really have found that to be incredibly beneficial versus working every single day on like eight hour shift or something like that. I'll jam the Tuesday, Wednesdays so they might be closer to like 14 or 16 hours, but it allows that there's so much more freedom on the other days when I'm when I'm with him. And I really, really like that, especially when right now he's learning new words and we're doing toilet training. So he definitely needs his mom by his side for those activities. <laughs> I feel the same thing about our puppy, just, <laughs> yeah. you know, on a much, much, much smaller less. scale. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I know you guys are going to do fantastic. And I think you've started really strong and, and just kind of fine tuning it over the next couple of years. You guys are going to rock it. So that is great. Now, where can people find you online, guys? Instagram is the main one. Instagram, mm-hmm. Maui Fit Couple. If you want to see more of like bikini journey side, definitely go to Dominique's page, Dominique at underscore live fit aloha. And then mine is kind of Eric Myers 4, which is more mindset, um, yeah, mindset kind of thing. And then you'll gradually see our other 27 Instagram pages. <laughs> uh, but no, Instagram, the, the personal accounts are kind of the main where we spend most of our time. Cool. That is fantastic. Now, just to wrap up today's episode, I do end every podcast episode with the same question. And that final question is, how would you like to be remembered once you guys pass on? I would say a woman that has empowered many other women to find their best self, mm-hmm. overcome their fear, um, and just find their true potential. Excellent. And how about you, Eric? I think my best legacy will be the kids that we have. And and the people that they become is kind of like why I work so hard. But I think think they are going to be like be able to reach or do so much better or so much higher than we will. And that makes me excited as hell. Um, So like they're going to be my greatest legacy. But as but for me, I think just like just giving people that if he can do it, I can do it kind of thing. Because I was definitely, you know, shy kid, full of doubts and insecurities. And if even just a few people just start to see, like Dominic's saying, the potential, the light that they have in themselves, then that is damn worth it for me. Um, so it's kind of those people that still talk about, you know, that, that potential after we're gone. I love it. That's amazing, guys. Now, I do want to thank you two so much for your time this evening. I know that our audience is going to get a ton of takeaways from the things that you guys were able to share. So thanks so much for joining me, and I look forward to connecting with you guys again someday soon. Thank you so thank much. Thank you so Anne. much for having us. Appreciate it. And that's it for today's episode. Thanks so much, guys. I really appreciate you being here. Now, I do have one little ask for today. My birthday is actually tomorrow. And what I'd really love as a birthday gift from all of you is if you know somebody who could really benefit from the podcast, I really invite you to share it with them either on social media or by sending them a message and just bringing that positivity and light into their life if you think it would be something that they could benefit from. So other than that, for those that have been following along, I am 21 weeks out from my competition and all of that journey can be found on my Instagram. I've been posting physique updates, letting you guys know what my training is like. So if you're interested in any of that, you can find that on my Instagram at Anchauk. And other than that, guys, I hope you have a great weekend. Hope that you have some excellent family time heading into the holiday season. And thanks again for joining me. I really appreciate your time. 